0: I am Agnieszka Wood and on today's show I am very excited to introduce my special guest Peter Robbins. Peter has been a trader for over 45 years and as you can imagine over such a long period of time he has learned many valuable lessons. At this point Peter has over 120,000 followers on Twitter and he is sharing his insight there on a daily basis. if you want to get some of his wisdom, make sure you click on the link in the description and follow him. I asked Peter to join me today to discuss his point of view on the topic that most traders are wondering about all the time. Will I ever make it? Welcome to episode number two, The Mated Day. Hi, Peter, and welcome to the Confidence in Trading Podcast. Oh, well, so
1: nice to see you again, Agnieszka, and I'm excited that you've started this podcast to discuss a lot of the issues around trader psychology and critical, po- a very critical component to trader successes, as we both know and I'm honored to be invited as a guest and look forward to the conversation, so thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I always enjoy talking to you and we do that on a regular basis. I remember when we met last year, it was actually around that period that we met for the first time and we did uh, a class together. Uh, you were my guest at my masterclass a year ago and since then we've been in touch and I always, always enjoyed the conversation. So I am absolutely thrilled to have you here on my, brand new podcast. So let's get right into it. Um, most traders, most aspiring traders begin their journey with very high hopes and a high level of confidence. Despite the statistics showing that most traders fail to achieve success, just nobody seems to be discouraged. The success seem imminent until The trading losses start to chip away at the confidence and the emotions make achieving consistent profit a sort of a sasphian task. That's where the doubt creeps in and most traders begin to question their abilities in themselves. Will I ever make it? I'm talking to many traders on daily basis and it seems that there is this idea of the day when the things will suddenly click and trading becomes effortless. When the money streams to your account and all travel is a matter of the past. I'm very curious, Peter, if you have ever had the same idea when when you were at the point of your trading journey where things got rough, have you ever thought that there will be this one point in time where when from one to another day, things will suddenly change? And what was the reality? <laughs>
1: Well, I think you know, learning to trade or invest, whatever you want to call it, is it's like learning any other skill, right? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, out there in the out there in uh, social media, people that are exposed to the, you know, being introduced to trading, uh, many people believe or they're sold that there is no learning curve, right? You just have to jump in and you're going to be successful, right? And they, ex- you know, they, ex- they expect it to be very simple. And uh, you know, this fortune awaits you just by opening an account and, and pushing a few buttons, right? So, you know, well, coming back to myself, the reality is, yes, I'm I've been on this journey for 40 plus years and continuously learning something new, you you're always gonna go through you know different ups and downs of, of your own experience, right? But when you're learning something new, um, you know, it takes time, right? And I think a lot of people come to this come to the game or come to the business with the very unrealistic expectations right and so they they they're waiting for this aha moment for my personal thing did i ever think i was going to be a time when i would make it you always hope you'll you'll hit that point but i i think when i started and we'll talk about my journey a little bit in a, in a sec but you know i had very clear expectations that this is a business this is something you got to take your time to learn and like anything else over you know, it, it will take time and, and it'll click, right? So, you, whether you're whether you're learning to drive, play play an instrument, whatever you do, normally people come to those, um, you know, learning those things with the clear expectations, right? They know they got to learn this. You talk piano, you got to learn the scales, yeah, and then right. Eventually, eventually you learn chords, and eventually, at some day, you may be able to play Mozart, right? Whereas with trading, you can start the game, and people immediately try to play Mozart, right? and and you know again it's um you know it's how you approach the business and the expectations and see that journey and and the learning curve right so
0: yeah because it's so so interesting like the statistics are actually staggering right it's over 90 percent traders are not gonna make it if you will i had that myself like but i will be different do you mm-hmm. see that from other traders that like maybe the ambition is this the ambition that they have? Or does is this day of I make it co- keeps them motivated? What do you think it is?
1: Well, I think a lot of people come to trading as already professionals as well, right? So there's this group of very intelligent people. They've they've chat they've had a career that they've been very successful at, and they just think this is just another another business, right? That I'm gonna learn yeah. it, I'm gonna be expert at it. And they're already well educated. Possibly, they are already have have been successful in, in other endeavors in their life, right? And then all of a sudden, the reality of trading is something completely different to them, right? And I, you know, I, I think whenever you're dealing with something where money is involved, <laughs> yeah. in, in the and and money, where there's no people do not put you know constraints on themselves when they learn, right? So you can basically do anything you want, and people don't understand the risks involved and that it is a journey and you got to start slowly and you got to build up your experience and you got to challenge you got to deal with these you're talking about the different challenges you face as a trader right so forget right. about it's like any other business there's there's all the things you got to deal with right the administration the setting up an account having capital you know making decisions and all of that is is hard enough like you got to learn that as as a as a new trader but you've you also got this opportunity to do whatever you want Right, you're and you can do anything, and if you don't understand or come to the game, come to the business with an understanding of what those risks are, it's very easy to make decisions that can you know either wipe you out or or take or or make you go back. Right, one step forward, two two steps back. Instead of let's just take one step at a time until we get to our to our what did you call it? Our made it. You know, when, yeah, the made when it I, day. The, yeah, the, the made it day. Right. <laughs> So the the problem is you can and and over time as well you can feel like oh I've made it. How many people during this late last bull market thought they made it after one right. month of one month <laughs> of trading? Right, they started trading. It's like oh this is easy. I understand this. I'm making lots of money, and then they they realize awful quickly. Okay, I'm, I might have made it for a, for a month or two, but you know I didn't really understand you know, and that's, again, part of that learning, right, that, that you go through. So
0: right. And uh, you know, it's like, it's so very interesting, what you what you said about how people step into it, and the fact that they can do what they want, because there is really nobody else telling them, okay, you, you should not be doing that, right, because it's just them and the computer. So in fact, that the fact that they don't have the limitations, kind of brings them into trouble. Plus, of course, they trade not just for money, they also trade the money. So the money is just like right there, like this carrot on the stick, so to say, right? (laughs) Becoming a total frustration for, the source of frustration for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, or uh, or I'd use an example of learning to drive a car, right? So it's very structured, right? You start off by going up up and down your driveway and and it's all about being safe, right? So initially you, you just stay off of the roads and then eventually you, you do testing to make sure you understand the fundamentals of it. And then they finally allow you to go out on the road. But you have to be with someone else who's watching you and making sure that you're safe. And then then you do another test to make sure you've, you've reached a certain level. And then eventually you're allowed to go on the highway where maybe the risk is the highest. But in trading, you can literally start the car and be... And just drive on, on on the highway immediately, right? <laughs> That's so and, good. And, and yeah. so many and so many people, they don't even like. Everyone knows the risks of driving, right? It's 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 self evident, right? Mm-hmm. But something like trading, if especially a lot of these young new traders um, or new people interested in trading, they're just so so much misinformation online, right? So they're basically told, oh, you can day trade, quit your job, you can be making a million in no time, etc." And no one is telling them the the reality, right? And those hard facts, you know, you don't sell courses by by being real, right? Because no one's going to be interested to hear that, right? It's but it's very easy to sell someone on something that and they have no concern for the risk that these people are taking and the the devastation that's being caused by that right so
0: yeah and the devastation is that we are not only talking about financial devastation but i mean i I see it every day that you know when when that financial devastation takes longer or just simply the frustration the health the family life suffers there is really so much more to it when you are making that parallel to um to a car uh, learning to drive a car I don't know if this is also in the US, but that just popped into my mind. Do you know that when I did my driver's license in Poland back then, long time ago, <laughs> you know that the cars that we are actually driving, that we are learning on, the instructor has an extra brake pedal. Is that yeah. also here in the US?
1: Yeah, if you, if you take, well, just a just a reminder. I'm in Canada, so but
0: in, in, that's in, true. In, in in Canada,
1: and I, I I assume in the US too. If you're taking a driving course with an instructor that has a vehicle, yeah, they have a they have a brake on their side, so they can they can monitor you, they can watch you, and they can you know put a stop in if they need it, right? And it's and it's the same thing with a trader, right? If yeah, most that would be have, helpful. Yeah, no one no one has a <laughs> if if you don't have a mentor if you don't have anyone that's experienced. You know, it's it would be nice if there's a mandatory stop that 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 protected you or mandatory limits to the size that you could put on. And again, like I know for myself, when I talk about new traders and how I would approach trading if I was to do it over again, I would start off with one or two instruments that are not too volatile. I'd be trading small size relative to me, to what I what uh, I hopefully will get to. And just like driving, right? You do your You do your drive around on the the side streets until you get comfortable and then you eventually get bigger size and as you gain skills and experience. So
0: yeah, totally. That's a very good, very good metaphor. So for everyone who is listening, just think about how you drive and that, you know, most of the time you do stop at the traffic lights, right? You do avoid the risk. You're not exposing yourself on purpose to, to get in trouble. So. Try to do that in trading too, just simply managing your risk and thinking about the consequences of every action you're taking. Peter, let's talk about your trading journey. How did how did it evolve throughout throughout the day years?
1: Yeah, and, and like you were talking about your learning to drive, well, my learning to trade is goes back many, many years too. It's hard to even remember back that far, but I started when I was 15 years old. I' was, always had a passion for investing trading. I wouldn't call it trading back then because most people didn't trade, right? It was you got to imagine at that time, you know there was all these boutique brokerage firms around. The commissions were unbelievable. There were no computers. There was no instantaneous. If you called your broker with an order, you might find out an hour later what your fill was. <laughs> you know? and and then the commissions were, you know, especially if you're a small trader. You literally were trading to pay the brokerage commissions, right? It, it, unless you have, <laughs> unless you're really lucky and and back then, again, it's I personally was very interested in business. I was interested in trading. I live in Canada, like I said, and Canada is very resource based. And so there's lots of penny shares and lots of penny stocks back then and and all these little brokerage firms, they had these newsletters that went out and talked about, you know, it was the same thing. It was just a different type of pump and dump, right? Instead of right, instead of on computers, they did it by newsletter, and those newsletters, again, talk about how things have changed. They would come out every two weeks, right? As opposed to every five seconds, every second on the on the internet now, you can find something new, right? So, but again, back then when I started, I was I was more interested in business and interested in in the investment field, and but again, I opened up an account when I was fifteen very naive. And again, just like most traders, they start off driving fast before they even know how to to drive, right? But again, I was was interested in business and willing to learn and, and no computers, no internet. There was very little even material on, there was material on investing, but it was more business related and fundamentally based, right? Technical analysis back then was thought of as a joke. Like if anyone, each of the brokerage boutiques, they might have some Crazy guy in the back that was drawing charts, and they they kind of maybe would talk to him every once in a while, but it, it wasn't it wasn't serious. But again, over time, you know, more materials came out, and but um, obviously very different today than than what it was back then. And so, I when I graduated high school, I went into university, studied business. I'm i I'm a CPA as well, so I, I'm a professional accountant. But for some reason, I was never really interested in the fundamental side of investing. I was interested in, in learning technicals. And being a more, and being more of a trader, right? I, I had to sort of wait up, wait for the uh, technology to catch up with what I wanted. To you make. were
0: too early. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: but even during university, I was, I would go into different brokerage firms and meet different people that were involved. And my my real goal was to go into the investment business, right? Not not be a trader back then. It was more to be in the, in the industry. But I happened to graduate at a year when there was a major bear market. <laughs>
0: So it wasn't a good time either.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so there's a major bear market as well as at the time all of the individual boutiques, brokerage boutiques were consolidating. So there was a there was a major uh change in the in the whole industry, right? So literally there was no jobs available. But I was lucky enough to land a job in a large insurance, the largest insurance company in Canada, and it was in the corporate investment office. Nice. So it was one of these one of these fluke jobs. So I was exposed. And again, this was before personal computers or just when personal computers were coming out. So they still had the sort of the ticker tape in the, in the mail room that you could go and go and watch. And, um, but, but I was exposed to all of the trading that was going on in that insurance company. Right. So it was a really great education for me. Definitely. And then, so, so again, I was again, more interested in investment side. So I had my own accounts. I was saving money. I was putting it into different investments. And back then, just like now there's always the, the latest guru, right? Like who's the who's the hot guy? There was a a fellow in Canada that was writing books on on trading and how to make a million and all these other things. So I was I was following this and and following you know different techniques. And then when I was working there, I ended up reading a book called Trading Chaos by Bill Williams, mm-hmm. and that was the first time where um, something really clicked with me. Like this really makes sense. And he really approached not only having a trading strategy. But also was the first time really exposed to the psychological side of things, right? And really understanding the impact of that, and and how you need to focus on that aspect of it to really be successful, right? So, anyway, I ended up when I, I ended up leaving the insurance industry to start my own company with a with a partner on in the real estate business, right? Because, I, like I said, my goal was never to be to trade for a living. My goal was to learn trading and have that as a as a supplement.
0: OK, so that, wa- that was your initial uh, idea in general. Yeah. You didn't. OK,
1: gotcha. Well, well, my first idea was to be in the business and then I couldn't get into business. And then as I evolved, I thought, you know, times change and your life changes and different interests and things go. So but it, it's kind of ironic what, or it's kind of funny. I'm the opposite of most people. Most people have a job and they want to become a full-time trader. Yeah. I I was, I, I've always wanted to have a career in different things. I was more, you know, you can make money in, in, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, but interested in, in trading on the side. And what ended up happening was at, at, at that around this, this was another, you know, again, one of the advantages of, of age is they've gone through multiple cycles and you learn something new with each cycle. And there happened to be a real estate downturn at this time. So I was kind of forced to. What do I do? Do I go get another job, or do I? So we were sort of holding on to some real estate on the side, but it wasn't economic to build it out. So we had a waiting period. So I. So then I went and studied with Bill Williams down in Texas City, and so that he was a futures trader. So we were trading commodities and trading. And I had a couple of business partners where we also attract took on some money to trade other people's money, mm-hmm. which is a whole other psychological oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> psychological thing, right? So I did that for a while, and then also I was getting married at the time and had a couple of children, and and it, it just so happens at one point everyone took their money out of this the business we were running and for whatever reason everyone had to, to some 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 personal situations right so again and, and this is another reality of how much can you make with how and how much capital you need to do that right so earning a living trading is something that requires capital it requires commitment it requires so many different things so again my personal situation at the time i ended up then going and and having another career uh, Mm -hmm. and and, but continuously traded and and over this time you know trade many different styles and all every instrument you can imagine some with my own funds some trading other people's funds i day traded the s p or day traded commodities during that period of time and now have evolved into a trend trader and a swing trader Mm -hmm. because I do because I do have a a full time job. Um, But that's that's some of my experience there.
0: That's so fascinating how many different phases you went through. And what I wanted to ask you is the decisions that you were making, whether you swing trade, whether you day trade, what uh, instrument you trade. How did you make those decisions? Was, was it because you were struggling with one and you went to another? Because you, the reason why I'm asking is a lot of times you see that traders change how they trade. And for example, if they cannot make consistent profit with day trading, they will say, oh, this doesn't work. I'm gonna to switch to swing trading, it's gonna be better. Or the stocks don't work, I'll go options because I heard some guy made a million with options, right? What was your motivation to, to change? And do you think it is easier to make it one or the other way or is it really not about what you trade?
1: Well, you know, the reality is many people do flip-flop from one one style to another thinking that it is the strategy that will make the difference for them, right? And what you just said a lot of times it's it's either they haven't they haven't tackled the psychological aspect of it or it it could also be that they haven't found the the style that works for them, right? Um, so it, it is critical, and and you you will hear this from to, to if someone's serious to someone is that you got to find a style that fits your personality, mm-hmm. but also has to fit your lifestyle, your financial expectations, um, and and like you say, there's so many different styles out there, right? I always I always teach people or tell people that if you're interested in trading or you think you are, first study a, a number of different styles, and just like me with when I read Trading Chaos. It just spoke to me, you know what I mean. This is like, okay, yeah. this makes sense. And I, I know you'll talk to people. A lot of people trade or invest using the can Slim methodology. is another one that's very, very popular. And it's the same thing. here. You just read it, you understand it. That's something that I'm committed to, right? And then, they, then, but you know, again, you can. Some people scalp tick charts, uh, five minute charts, and then there's long term trading, right? But you really got to ask yourself, why are you trading? And what's your time commitment? It, does it want it to be a full-time career or is it a side hustle to supplement other sources of income? What is your risk profile? What is your personal circumstances, your personal lifestyle, right? A lot of people feel that this trading for a living is, <laughs> I don't know what that means, right? It's its an interesting thing that people think, you know, it's, it's some some great career, right? If you talk to many people that trade yeah. for a living, it's a, it is, Probably the hardest career you can pick, and it's a struggle. Same thing. Do you have Do you have children? Are you married? Do you have, do you have kids? Right. What are, you know what are your financial obligations? Uh, how much capital do you have to commit? You know, and again, how much do you need to to survive? Right. That, that that's just the reality, right? That especially on this learning curve, right. So there, yeah, a lot of people are desperate because they need the money to survive. They've committed to to you know trying to trade for a living, and then when they're not making the money they need. Then they're more likely to flip flop. You know, they'll go to options or they will go to penny stocks or they will go to you know something that offers leverage. Like I don't know how many times I talk to people that have a hundred dollars and they think they're going to make a living trading forex, right, with four hundred times leverage. It's like, yeah. no, you're you're, you're going to have to put in a hundred dollars many many times until you learn the lesson that that's not a way to you know trade for a living, right?
0: yeah it's almost Mm -hmm. like this trading for a living kind of at some point takes over your living and this is not what you want right because you know if 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 you cannot uh, mentally disconnect from the need of money and the need of money will always be there no matter how much money you made today because everyone has to pay their bills everyone has obligations so the need for money will be there but if you are, whether you have your own business or you're trading, if you cannot disconnect from, from that and just focus on what you're actually supposed to do when you are trading and just concentrating on money, then I think it is very difficult to, to dissociate and take, take off that pressure from yourself and who can really perform under too much pressure. A little bit, it's okay, right? Because it keeps you <laughs> sharp. But if you are completely stressed out because you think you, you will lose money, that's not going to really help you to to trade so after so many years of of trading how do you how do you feel about trading like what place does trading have in your life because you don't spend a lot of time you know, you you are on Twitter. I don't know how much time on Twitter you spend, but you you do help other traders. I know you do different interviews. A lot of people know you, so they approach you. You never say no. Well, I don't know, never. You never said no to me so far. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel you made it in terms of trading? Right. And what does that mean?
1: <laughs> right. So, to me, making it means well. Let me let me back step for a sec. So yeah i spend a lot of th- trading as a passion and it always has been right so you know some people they play golf some people do whatever it's like me i love to talk to traders i love to read about trading and i love to trade right mm-hmm. and the 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 thing that i've been able to so as far as made it the beauty now i've gone through so many cycles i've learned so many techniques i found what works for me right which mm-hmm. is which is Hopefully you can do that earlier in your career, early in your business, right? So you don't have to keep right. shift, shifting until you find that. Because if you can find what calls for you and then focus on it, then you can become a, you know, an expert in it, right? But also, the thing I've learned is your personal circumstances change. You get older. Your risk profile changes. Right. And so you may go from so there's nothing wrong with switching styles, and even that. What I what you've learned is that you may have to change styles because of the current market environment, right? Like look at the last two years. I know <laughs> you, you cannot make it. You cannot make a living as a trend trader. Right. Right. So, but, but that knowledge of knowing, okay, this is a good time not to trade say as an example or learn another technique, right. Or, and, and be in tune with the market and, and what, you know, Bill always said, want what the market wants. Right. So, you know, you got to learn to dance with the market. You got to want what it wants. Not necessarily what it's not what you want. The market doesn't care what you want. Right. So but that idea of being able to step back with the experience and say, I understand the cycles we're in. I understand what technique is going to work. And either I want to trade that way or I don't like for the last two years, you know, it's a great time to be a day trader, right? Lots of volatility. Mm -hmm. You can can trade the five minute chart and, and do great. But you know, I have a full time job so it's it's not something that I could do but it was a great opportunity just like 5 years ago it was great to be a trend trader or a swing trader because you just bought the dips bought the dips bought the dips and right. you could, you could make a great living right but but being able to to see that and so when I say when I when I when someone asks me have you made it to me that's making it being able to understand all that and be able to adapt to it and because there's also this false impression made it means you've made your million dollars it's and again this is how society portrays traders on social exactly. media as well as in the in the movies right look at all the movies right whether wall street whatever it's like yeah. it's it's all about greed it's all about making all these all this money and they don't even look at the fact that a lot of these people that are like that are the ones that lose the biggest amount of money too when you look at the biggest most successful traders in the world most of them have had devastating losses many of the Many of the successful traders are, you know, historically successful traders that people read all their books, have died, broke, committed suicide, right? And and that's that thing about nobody
0: talks about that though, right? right? In
1: commercials, (laughs) exactly. But that thing about trading, uh, well, again, there's a lot of people that they call themselves traders. They're really gamblers. They're they're high risk takers. They have devastating losses that impact their family, their own personal lives. They a lot of people commit suicide there's 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 definitely a negative side of the business and it is very difficult it is a hard business Mm -hmm. but having that making it as far as having a good work-life balance trader life balance is critical and you can get so caught up in trading that it becomes all encompassing in your life and you know it's and it is like an addiction right and being able to, to to recognize that you know, if that if you're going down that path, you know, it's probably not right for you and get out of it and, or get get help. But it's it's one of those things where it's easy to get caught up in that. Right. And it's but having that balance, being patient, learning it slowly is is what people aren't saying out there. And unfortunately, a lot of young people are getting sucked into the the sales pitch and paying severe consequences because of it, right? So yeah, uh...
0: I, I love the way that you have explained it. What does that mean for you made it? And I really hope that the listeners will take it very deep into their heart because that's exactly what I think the key is to, to success, to, to have more distance to all that ideal picture of, you know, made it millionaire and all this success that is kind of waiting somewhere and nobody really knows if anyone has achieved that, like easily, right? Without getting bankrupt or getting heart attack or, <laughs> or all the other things you mentioned. So if you look at the word made it, you have to, I think from the mindset perspective, you have to make trading at it. It has to be this impersonal things to you, but a lot of traders make it personal. They they identify themselves through the money through their success. So they make it very personal. And that makes it actually difficult to made it to make Mm -hmm. it impersonal. And it's very difficult for for people to stop that. Because once you identify yourself with your success, and, and you then you really have to keep going, right? Because if you are not bringing something into success, it says everything about you personally. I have a bonus question for you. If someone would tell you now that you have to stop trading, what would you do? (laughs) (laughs) Tough question, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's interesting. So what? So again, if I had to stop trading, there's still a lot. I get a lot out of just learning about trading, studying trading, talking to traders, Mm -hmm. um, and helping other traders. Right. So. That, that would and that fills a lot of my time anyways but obviously the you know the benefit the trading itself is is something and I, and I think this is again differentiating between well first of all you have to define what is success as a trader right? what what does a successful trader mean mm-hmm. and a lot of people to your point they just think it's the equity curve and it's how much money they make and right and and an unrealistic definition of success right because even even any career anyone has they have their ups and downs and and in trading, like you got to expect that at some point, your strategy isn't going to work anymore. There's going to be a period of time where you're going to have some drawdowns and that's just being realistic, right? And if you're continuously have this unrealistic expectation, you're just going to torture yourself. And then if you end up having a drawdown and then they they triple the size and they end up losing, just you have this downward spiral, right? But, but to not be able to trade, like I said, there's been so much. There's so much other benefits you get from trading, other than just financial, right? And the biggest thing, and I know you talk about this a lot too, is you learn about yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, I always say trading is a, is a greatest psychiatrist right? or greatest <laughs> psycholo- psychologist because you can, you cannot trade without facing your issues, your beliefs, your, your reactions to things, your emotions, your feelings, all of these things. And in order to be successful. In the sense of you know making consist let's call success making consistent earnings yes. or, or whatever right that you need to tackle those things and you need to address them and confront them and learn to adapt and trade accordingly right and the other thing too is let, let's face it we we were talking earlier it's a great community right and it, there's lots of great traders out there Absolutely. I found I found through Twitter that. I've met lots of great traders. Most people are open to talk about their strategies. They'll talk about their experience like the 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 good ones, like for not the not all the scammers out there that are doing but but there are a lot of guys and women out there that trade that are they've got the experience. They've they're willing to help their fellow trader get them get them going and deal with these issues. And and, and I love your podcast because I know you're going to start talking about a lot of these issues that it's it's about being real, right? Right and not not the the phoniness out there. And the sooner new traders or any trader understands the reality of that, then maybe they can take a step back and approach it in a more you know organized manner and treat it as a business that it is. It's not it's not a game, right? It, it is a very serious business. yes, and you know the it will the market will teach you painful lessons and you you can confront them and you know you will learn about. Your self-reliance and you will have personal growth and you know there are endless opportunities to do that and the market will show you the way if you're if you're willing to listen and, and that's required to make it right like you need right. to, you need to do that right
0: it's almost like your best friend that will always say the truth to you, right? <laughs> and the question is, are you ready for the truth? Are you ready to listen?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't handle the truth. <laughs>
0: exactly. Can you handle the truth? Because the market is gives you very, very honest feedback about yourself and very immediate. Like, yeah. you know, and, and you really have to be be willing to listen and not negotiate, not resist it. Just just take the feedback, learn from it, and then it will be much softer for you, you will not get slapped that hard every time. <laughs> I, I gave often this example, you know, that very first time when you let the loser go, and it go, the, the, the price goes down, and you actually let it too far go too far. And now you pray for the price to come back up. And it's almost like the market says, Okay, this is the first time I'm going to help you. Okay, this time, I'm going to save you so you pray there and you say i promise i will never do that this is the last the first (laughs) and the last time i do it so you're saved the market helps you now you can get break even and you all thank god lucky me but then instead of learning from this and say wasn't i lucky the next time that it happens instead of saying i'm not gonna do that mistake again say you know what last time it worked I'm going to just wait wait until it comes back yeah. so there you go you see the the feedback we're getting and actually if you start seeing things in that way you get the lesson if you don't learn the lesson will be much harder because you will have to pay
1: yeah and not only that the market will entice you to do something even you know even crazier the next time so that example <laughs> what will happen is the next time you hold your loss it's down 20 percent you'll say, I know it's going to come back. So you'll add to the position, right? Yeah. And you'll keep adding to it and adding to it. And that's where a lot of people end up blowing their, <laughs> blowing their account and say, well, it's going to come back. It, it always does. It might rescue you, but it's like, it's, te- it's testing you again. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's, let's see what
0: happens next You didn't time. learn the first time. So, you know, they say, sorry, this time <laughs> you yeah. really have to pay. <laughs> I, well, I, I tried, I tried to help you, but sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: So, Last question that I would like to ask you, because you have had so much experience and you have been trading for so long. Do you ever struggle as a trader? Do you ever have a feeling like maybe that you missed it? So you you were at work and then you see the move and you go like, ah, I I missed it. I wish I was there or that you struggle because you took a loss or did you ever struggle?
1: Well, I struggle every day. I think most traders will most traders will say they struggle every day or learn something new every day. And when you say struggle, the, the question is, how much do you struggle, right? So this is that thing of, like, let's say for example, um, you know, FOMO. Let's mm-hmm. use FOMO, FOMO as an example. So as an experienced trader, you should not FOMO shouldn't be it shouldn't bother you. You should say there's opportunity is going to come every day, right? You and, and you should be uh, experienced enough when you see the FOMO because. FOMO will will pop up, right, and that'll be, you know, you'll whether let's use you know Bitcoin as an example. Say, right, so right. everyone's on Bitcoin; it's gonna go to the moon. Everyone's making money. <laughs> so, you know, during those periods, and I, and I know, let's say the last ten years, you've seen you know the marijuana stock bubble, you've seen the Bitcoin bubble, you've seen, you know, anyway, there's there's always a bubble right. happening. And what's great now at my with my experience is to say, okay, I see what's happening, right, and I can I can watch it, and sometimes. You can then knowing what's going to happen, you can take advantage and trade accordingly, right? And you're mm-hmm. not getting you're not, you know, buying the the new, the high and things like that. So so part of it is using that experience, understanding the FOMO, because you can you'll still feel it, right? So you'll still it's easy to get caught up in that, mm-hmm. but the difference is not acting on it, right? And and right. And, and this is the thing about your emotional reactions. So do you struggle? Yes, yeah, so you're human, right? You're going to have emotions. You can't Absolutely. You can't help it. One of my my big struggles is often taking profits too soon. As an example, mm-hmm. I'll just use, I'll just use that as as an example, right? So obviously if you take profits and then the next next week it's up another 10%, you're like yeah. kicking kicking yourself, right? But you know, putting it into the right perspective, realizing, you know, this I always say one trade shouldn't make you but one trade can break you, right? So, right. so knowing that, okay, I missed that one. On to the next one, and and learn. It's not necessarily learning a lesson, but you do. Again, you're continuously learning. Okay, why did I get out there? I think one of my tweets a couple of days ago is, or it was today's tweet actually. If you don't have a reason to get out, don't.
0: Don't right? right? I saw that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so that that was today's tweet, and and what it meant was. And maybe again, I use Twitter. It's more to educate myself and remind myself of all of the <laughs> lessons I've learned. And and that's because I did get out of a trade yesterday that I shouldn't have. <laughs> right. So so I'm I'm a, I'm tweeting about my personal experience. Oh, that's
0: so cool.
1: Not only in the past, but also in reality. Right. So. Um, so that's
0: your inspiration, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Reminding,
1: yeah. Reminding myself of of what I should have learned, and if I, you know. So, you know, again, that example of you've got a strategy, you've got an you've got a exit strategy rules in place, follow them, right? And and if all of a sudden, like, you know, the last couple of days, obviously, and again, this is more of a timely issue, but what's been happening recently with the banking thing and lots of lots of volatility. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to look at the market like I think it was yesterday was up strong and then all of a sudden it just in the afternoon it just started coming off 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 off, right so it's it's easy yeah. to get it's easy to again if you're looking at a five minute chart or something it's very easy to get oh my god what's happening here like what's going on i better get out of my position and when you just step back and look it's like no it's it's just <laughs> nothing made like there's no reason to get out right but anyway so yeah that's an example yes do i struggle yes do i remind myself but i don't get hung up on it and beat beat myself up right and, and but i don't I don't make the mistakes anymore of like holding on to losing positions and stuff like that. So those are the things, but but getting out of, getting out of positions too early is, is uh, still, still something I deal with.
0: That is so, so, so good to remind yourself and everyone, because that's, that's, again, this, this part of made it or not made it like, Emotions will always be there. This is how we experience life. We are human beings. I personally don't believe in like excluding emotions in trading. I I approach it from a holistic point of view and teach my students to actually use it to their advantage. But knowing that all these things that normally you struggle with that, you know, the the FOMO, it's going to pop up, but it's really about how you are going to handle it and those things you can learn if you know that you can you can anticipate them right and you can uh you can decide for yourself how you're going to handle it and then with experience it becomes kind of a muscle memory and at some point it, you notice that it's there but you don't feel the urge to to react to it so that's that's really good to know that you know not having the expectation that one day all those emotions are just going to disappear and you're going to sit there in front of the computer and just be calm and poised and no emotions.
1: Right. And, and just one other point about that, about, again, when we talked about finding the style that works for you or what right. fits for you, and you can do multiples. Like when I said, I don't hold losing positions anymore. That's not necessarily true because I may have a long-term uh, account mm-hmm. that it is a trend trading account say, and that you're willing to sit through it, you know, Twenty percent drawdown, right? Right. And it and it fits because you've been holding it for a long time and it's still mm-hmm. within the within the parameters. And then you can have a, a short term trading scalping account where you might do some day trading on the side because volatility's up. But it's when people mix those things and they 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 they're looking at their small term scalping account and trading it like a trend trading account and using yeah. the and using the emotions that are rising to say, well, it's it's not big dollars or it's not that important or. You know, it's so it's it's again it's sticking to those rules and not making excuses and 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 there's breaking rules for just breaking them, but then there's breaking them where we convince ourselves it's okay to break them and right
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of gray areas that we can find right to excuse <laughs> our mistakes or excuse our decisions just to to not to take the loss basically yeah, if you keep exactly. trying avoiding taking the loss. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Peter, for joining me uh, for this candid conversation today. It was absolute pleasure to have you here and hear your point of view on all these really important issues uh, for, for every trader, whether you're just starting or you have been trading for a long time. And I really hope that it will help to take the unnecessary pressure of many traders who are listening to this and that they will be willing to adjust the unrealistic expectations because Mm -hmm. those things are only causing frustration and taking your focus away from trading the plan basically. Thank you so much for listening to the Confidence in Trading podcast. If you enjoyed my show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you can come back for a real-life conversation in the next episode until then this is agnieszka wood from a head coach and don't forget you too can realize your dream without losing yourself and your confidence in the process thank you so much peter for joining us today thank you so much